Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One, two, three, four! Come join us on this trip now! Do I need like so? Should, should we start this by? Should, should I? I need to apologize to the people for something that they like. They necessarily don't need to know, but it's kind of funny for me and you. The fact that I thought we like last week we recorded what I thought was like our best podcast ever. Like, mm-hmm. like what we said was on point. The message was on point. Like the feels was there. The opening needed a little bit of work, but we can work on that today. So, you know, there's a silver lining for every failure, which is, you know, I'm just just make sure if if you're creating something that like all your gear is like is doing what it needs to do. Yeah. That way you won't lose an hour and a half's worth of podcast recording. <laughs> and then and then have to struggle to find a day to to re-record it <laughs> i mean like everyone everyone who's listened to the podcast is oh they're doing their usual like episode three weeks hiatus episode three mm-hmm. weeks hiatus it's like we tried not to yep. please believe us we tried not to i i fucked up <laughs> <laughs> but like what are, i mean coming back to it i you know obviously we wanted to kind of streamline the opening a little bit but like mm. only because of how big like how long we have to how long we need to talk about uh like our, our subject matter for the actual episode mm-hmm. i mean like it, it and it's it's you know it's it's fine and everything i i guess for me it's just like i wasn't expecting to come into this with like just truly heartbreaking news yes yeah 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 so like like we're, we're know, not gonna be we're not gonna be laughing for the next couple of minutes it's uh 
Yeah, we, had, no. we 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 like went we, through two, um, we went through two big losses yesterday. Yeah, so at, you know, at the time of this recording, was yesterday we lost a, a comedic legend, mm-hmm. and and we lost an up and comer. We, we we lost Pee Wee Herman. He was seventy years old and private battle with cancers what took him. And then it's like it's it's crazy to think like the the impact this guy had like on me he was he was a big part of my childhood mm. huge part of my childhood i've, like, not, I, I I've personally not i've personally not seen anything from peewee herman um mm-hmm. not really a thing over here like at yeah. all like but i know i know of him like i've seen the parodies like you know whenever he appears in like simpsons family guy south park mm-hmm. even futurama like you know live action appearances as well like it's yeah. it's a huge thing it's what people talk about it gets news on twitter mm-hmm. like you know he was he was peewee for like his entire career pretty much i his... i think the second when he discovered that character he was like he, he just embodied it like wholeheartedly yeah like, he I, stuck with I understand the impact of yeah of him which is why like i so, like i can feel the depart like his departure almost yeah, like in again, like it was it was said it was a private battle with cancer, so there was there's no way of like oh you know it was kind of expected or blessing it, it, it was a shock, and as big of a shock as that was, I think the biggest shock was lo- was losing um I don't Angus Angus Cloud right Angus Cl- Angus Cloud yeah he played Fez in Euphoria, yeah. mm-hmm. twenty five years old, twenty five years old man. Depression sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, from obviously from what not a whole lot has been said regarding his death, but from what we've have been told is that, you know, he, he had recently lost his dad. Yeah. Last and week. He just he just was not he, he was not taking it well. And no. it, 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 the loss just got the better of him. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because you think about the family in the matter of like two weeks, losing losing a husband, father, I can't losing imagine, a brother, man. son. That's no, like that is be, that is beyond beyond comprehension. Especially when you like, if you know the story of him being accepted into Euphoria, mm-hmm. it was it was because of his history with addiction. That like they needed they needed someone on set who like kind of like had that knowledge. Like I think. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he like somehow he got a hand on the script. I don't know. Like, I just know that like when it came down to like actually struggling with it, he helped Zendaya's performance a lot, mm-hmm. especially with like the like one of the most powerful scenes from season one, which is when Zendaya's character basically blames Fez. Like, you did this to me. If you don't, if you don't want me here, then you shouldn't have sold it to me in the first place. And Fez yeah. is on the other side of the door listening. And like this man, like I don't. I think there's, like, the impact of Angus Cloud dying, it, like, was, was like, I, I, no, I noticed it huge on Twitter. To make that much of an impact at 25 years old, that's mm-hmm. how you, that's how you know you've nailed a character so well. They're like, gener- like, you know, the millennials, Gen Z, the, everyone that watches, the, every, everyone that's been, like, the Euphoria targets too. His... Yep as like connected with this character in one way or another uh, one way or another and you know connected mm-hmm. with the character connected with the actor 
And know, it's just like there was so much more for him to do. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, losing, and Pee Wee was only seven years old. Like, like that's yeah, that's you know, like you said, private battle with cancer. Like, I'm noticing that a lot more now. Like you know, actors are coming out with things like uh, you know, after a few years, you know, the big one being Chadwick Boseman. Yep. You know, the fact that, like, the, if you were one of those people that made fun of Chadwick Boseman when he was, like, like appearing on Zooms during COVID, it's like, oh, this man this man needs to, like, you know, eat some sandwiches. Like, oh, he's, you know, he's getting healthy in lockdown. Like, that that's my goal. It was like, you, you, I hope you're eating your words. I think it, it's definitely that thing of, like, you don't know what people go through. Hmm. Especially people in the public eye, like yeah. you, you can see them and you can perceive them, perceive them as something, but unless you know them, you don't know. You you know what they allow you to know. I don't know who said it for me, but I saw, I think it was like, an interview on like yeah like TikTok. You'll see like little bits of interviews. I think one of them yeah. said like, um, if you're following someone's like Instagram or you're following someone's tiktok page uh snapchat memories or snapchat stories whatever it's called and you, you like you know you start comparing your life just know that you're seeing like four percent of of that person yeah. and even then it's the four percent they want you to see yep yep and so mm. I, I, our condolences to yeah. the families of both pv yeah we said we, we, we send our we send our love condolences so, just to kind of shift gears, um, just want to briefly talk about Barbenheimer. Mm. It is still raging. I was going to say, like, the box office. J- just before we started recording, I said, like, have we missed a boat on this? Uh, I don't know. Like, there's still like all these, all this news. Like, all people are still going to see this shit. The seven. I've been trying so hard. I'm in London uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I thought, yep. oh, perfect. I'll wake up Thursday and me and my friend will go see 70mm. And I tried booking tickets last week. I I could hear my internet laughing at me. Because <laughs> I then I then went on the biggest rabbit hole, my guy. Mm-hmm. 70mm Oppenheimer. There are no decent seats available, I would say, for the next month. Jesus. Until Oppenheimer leaves 70mm, if you want to see it in London, it's like those t- those tickets are gold dust, bro. Fuck, man. People are still seeing Oppenheimer, and then you've got to, they, you know, we're looking at the, you know, people are starting looking at those box office numbers now. And it's like, of course, the blowout winner of the box office is is Barbie. To the Have <laughs> you seen the news? I've got. I've got a bone to pick with Barbie. Maybe not Barbie. Maybe maybe Mattel. Have you seen what they're mm-hmm. developing? Oh, are they doing like a Hot Wheels? Like the like movies are essentially for all their fucking toy lines. So, so, so you said you said Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels, I can understand. You can make that shit look like F Zero. It'll be kind of cool. Hot Wheels Unleashed was mm-hmm. actually one of the better games released recently to play with your friends. Yeah. Uno. Uh, it, no, it doesn't end there. Magic 8-Ball. 
I mean, if they're going to do a Magic 8-Ball horror movie, maybe. But even but then, it's Uno, it's my guy. Yeah, Uno, my guy. I don't know how you do that when reverse. The entire universe spins in a fucking... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, like we Barbie be made sense. A Bop It movie makes more sense than an Uno movie. <laughs> Because it's based, you know, basically, you know, mm-hmm. masturbation. Yeah. Twist it. Grab it. <laughs> now jerk it. Holy sh! What the Jesus. fuck? <laughs> but yeah, like, so it, it's so it's so surreal to me. It's like at least Nintendo kind of like, all right, let's let Mario sit. Like they've not come out mm-hmm. and said, right, fucking Luigi, Wario. The only thing I need from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Is if they're gonna do more Mario movies, my boy Waluigi needs some love. Adam Drive Adam Driver needs to play my boy Waluigi. Like, didn't they teased Yoshi at the end of the first one? Yes. Yeah. The yeah. 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 With the with the with so, the. So egg. there's the hint there. I definitely I definitely think like Wario Waluigi is definitely like <laughs> the direction to go in in terms of like a sequel. I, think that would be I can never remember hilarious. what Yoshi's missus was. Just like the one that, like, if you know who I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, like that, a birdie or birdo, birdo. Mm-hmm. It's called birdo, and she's just like, she's just got that, you know, that black hole for a mouth, and it's just like, what that mouth do? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, there, no, was no like, da- I, there was I, no da- I, there was no Daisy in the the Mario movie. I imagine Wario I, I, is gonna be like because if you haven't seen the movie already, spoiler alert: Mario and Luigi are at, they actually live in the real world, but it appears mm-hmm. as though in the end of the movie they've chose they've chosen to live in the Mushroom Kingdom. I imagine yeah. if I imagine if Wario is a real world like cousin. Hmm. Maybe. I could almost see him like like uh like Wario like and Waluigi like, Kingdom, like the opposite of Mario and Luigi in the real world kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Kind of like maybe pissed off that Mario and Mario and Luigi kinda of like didn't take them with mm-hmm. them kind of thing. Like you know, we're promised to you, sons of bitches. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like, but like I, so I would love to it, but like I was gonna say, like pulling it back to like the Mattel stuff, I don't see how an Uno movie makes any sense magic eight ball is a stretch if you do again if you're doing like a horror movie maybe yeah but with barbie grossing almost almost over 700 million dollars mm-hmm. there's no way they're not gonna like move, try to move forward with and that i just don't know what no mattel is just is. streaming on the way oh yeah streaming oh, yeah. dvd sure. release blu-ray release steelbooks out the wazoo i just like yeah just just to like I wasn't fully finished with the Nintendo thing. Just I don't see where a Mattel universe can go, but mm-hmm. a Nintendo universe could take us to a Super Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. movie, and oh, I yeah. would like that I am makes sense here for a Super Smash Bros. movie, man. I will be eighty, no, like that, and I will be pushing be so kids out the way. I'll be hitting them with my walking sticks. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you whipper snippers! <laughs> this movie's not for you. <laughs> it's not for you, you goddamn. You goddamn idiots! <laughs> you know, speaking of what's what's not for some people, let's. I want to talk about 
want to talk about Secret Invasion real quick. Mm, that's apparently not for a lot of people. Me being one of them. <laughs> same, same. I, I did not like Secret Invasion at all. You're just going to have Amelia Clark with that much power just walking around? You know what's you know what's funny is like that 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 itself doesn't bother me as much as the storyline of the entire thing. Like one of the greatest it, Marvel it, stories it, that they basically just ruined for a TV show. It's just wasted. Yep, wasted, man. It, it, it's like how how are you letting an animated series do the storyline a thousand times better? Ali Salim was told that he wasn't allowed to read the original graphic novel. And I was like, well, there, there we go, man. Kevin, you've yeah. literally you've literally built a universe that is like not one to one with the comic books. We we know that, but yeah, there's there's an, there's enough like ch- like there's at least threads that sort of ground mm-hmm. like you can you can tell when one of these movies isn't isn't threaded from like graphic comic book knowledge. And it's like yeah. it's just built from someone's mind, and it just doesn't work. I don't care how well you think you know this Marvel universe, you need to have mm-hmm. some knowledge. And I think that's kind of why She Hulk sucked. I think that's kind mm-hmm. of why Quantum Mania sucked. Yep. You know they're not going to do the, the Kang time battle properly. Mm-hmm. Like someone, someone it- actually went online and said, "Like, so what is Kang's superpowers?" And we didn't really get into we didn't get into like a bit of an argument, but I said he doesn't have any. He just uses technology, like and has mm-hmm. been doing to the point where it kind of looks like he has superpowers. And they're like, nah, but he's like doing like telekinesis and tele like through technology. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I don't know. I, like I'm, it definitely, which is annoying because there's been some good stuff, obviously throughout this this phase you know you got guardians 3 you know way home uh shang chi was was phenomenal it, it, it just feels like all when you all say of, like, this really... when you say this phase only guardian 3 counts my guy oh okay so, yeah. so, so, so this is this is this technically are we technically in five then we are we are in five quantum mania started five okay so five has been shit Five has been very much shit. Quantum Mania, Guardian, Secret Invasion, and we have Loki coming up. I'm, I mean, I'm, I want to give Loki season two the benefit of the doubt because I really enjoyed Loki season yes. one. I thought it was really fucking good. So, I'm, I'm hesitant only because of what we've seen so far. Not because not anything to do with with Loki because I feel like I, they it it might turn out to be really good it could you know the first one was really good but i'm cautious optimism is what i'm watching is what i'm going to be looking mm. forward to in terms of that mm. speaking of optimism i have um uh, i think i have a little deadpool free theory mm-hmm. i think we're getting a deadpool kills the fox universe that would be so fucking funny Think about all. Think about all of the cameos we're getting. Mm -hmm. We're getting dead. We're getting Ben Affleck's Daredevil. We're getting 
his is it Jennifer Garner's Electra? Yeah, Electra. Yep. We've got we've got a Hugh Jackman in comic book form as well, and we've already seen the photos of set of them like beating the shit out of each other in front yep. of a dilapidated twentieth century fox statue. Yep. I've I think if there's ever a time to sort of like okay, we get we get it. We owned a lot of crap, but we have to let you know that that crap is crap. Crap. And ha- in Deadpool's just gonna be like, I've I've got one mission. Kill everything that doesn't belong. <laughs> you know, it's because obviously you know Jennifer Garner and the potential of Ben Affleck coming back. You think John Favreau would come back? He played Boggy in Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I would love a foggy cameo but like the most foggy we're gonna get is of a cameo because they've literally written him out of the daredevil reboot do you see Which that is, in born again the like he's, yeah man. It's, it's super depressing like how do you write that character off matthew murdoch and, and associates <laughs> like the, the guy the guy who played him in in the daredevil marvel series i fucking loved him he was so good he was phenomenal but he was phenomenal. a white guy it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that he was still good we've already got a white guy as the lead you know marvel's never going to give us two white guys as a lead in a in a in a movie he's not again. lead he's supporting it best <laughs> well actually uh, eat my words we've got fucking tom hiddleston and owen wilson in Loki, but that that like yeah. that that's like the TV is the TV is the B, the like the B the B side, and you know no one gives a shit about the B side. When when you open up, a, we, no one's gonna open up a vinyl and go, ooh, the B side. You play the A side. When someone's speaking about Marvel, it, it, it like, like you you overhear a conversation of people speaking about Marvel, right? And you go in mm-hmm. there and you mention the TV shows, the jukebox will turn off. The man on the on the corner of the in the corner is going to miss the dartboard because they're going to be looking at you and it's going to be like, "What the fuck? Get the fuck out!" We're talking about Marvel, like. <laughs> well, so he here's here's the thing. There's obviously a lot of rhetoric with with the TV shows, but there's as the bad ones are bad, but the good ones are good, and I feel like the good ones get lost in the sea of crap because Miss Marvel is really good. Loki season two is really good. I like, I like Wanda Vi- but uh, you, 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 we Wanda do Vision have to good. admit that a lot oh, no, no, of people I'm... didn't like Miss Marvel. Oh no, no, I and and that's fine. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it was good. <laughs> Speaking secret of... invasion, secret invasion, shit. But yeah, yeah, dog pants. <laughs> but speaking of opinions, especially superhero movie opinions, we have some we want to share with you. When we come back after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, crap. Oh, it's David and Sasha. I just, I remember what happened last time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sasha! You want a threesome with me and Molly, your sister? Can we put it on your OnlyFans? <laughs> you know, I keep wondering, like, how how long how long can we do this until this fucking thing blows up and this little portion gets picked out and we're like, hmm. It was funny though. <laughs> it was funny though. <laughs> well, you know, David's been through the ringer with Molly, bro. You know, and now Sasha's coming. Now Sasha's coming back. True. Sasha, true, Sasha started true. OnlyFans. You know. Yep. She she needs. You, know, you, you, you do get, you, baby boo. You got to get some sausage on that, otherwise, you know, you may as well just be uploading pictures to Instagram. I mean, I don't think it's the same. <laughs> like what? Like like the glorified cosplayers? Come on, bro. Uh. Well, okay, like, fair. fair enough. Well, yeah, they make they make a shit ton more money than I do. So, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 very true. Maybe, if, <laughs> maybe what, we shouldn't be talking shit. <laughs> I wonder if there's a niche for fat guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a niche for everything. Man. There is a niche for everything. There is a niche for everything. Someone was joking on TikTok Live earlier that like they like they actually genuinely wanted to go into like the adult industry if they're got bigger but then by the time they were 19 it was still the same size as it was when they were 16 so like you know leave it gotta move on gotta do something else someone said in the chat yeah. there's a niche for everything bro <laughs> and his response was i don't think there's a niche for this <laughs> jesus christ oh, christ Right, right, so we we so, are we are talking about mine and Sebastian's. Let me just repeat that: mine and Sebastian's top ten comic book movie moments. It's it was it was it was definitely difficult to put together. It was difficult, but I feel to put like together. once we kind of figured out, yeah, once we kind of figured out what you know, the groove of it, I think we were we were in agreement in, in a lot of it. Yeah, we had to agree on this one. Like usually. Every, yeah. You know, some people are like sort of eating their popcorn. It's like, oh shit, you know, how's Sebastian going to piss mm-hmm. off Ed today? Like, what controversial opinion has Ed got that like no one else seems to have? Um, <laughs> but today, it's like, no, we've, me, me and Sebastian have joined forces. We've, we've formed the uh, Avengers League, so to speak. Because a lot Avengers of these moments League. are, a lot of these moments are Marvel, a lot of these moments are DC. That's what, like, those those were the like the, the biggest moments are gonna come mm-hmm. from the biggest franchises. But though we you know yeah. we we found we found some gems. We found some independent we found some, we found some independent gems. We do wanna kick off with the one and only agreed upon honorable mention 
the man, the myth, the legend needs to sit in this honorable mention by himself because we could just do a whole a whole episode of his best cameos. Yep. Every Stanley cameo ever deserves to be mentioned mm-hmm. right here, right now. And I remember yep. I, there's there's one thing I remember from last week. I've got to ask you this time because you asked me last time. I don't remember what moment I said, but what is your favorite Stanley cameo? Go. My favorite Stanley cameo doesn't actually happen in the movies. Ooh. It happens in Spider-Man, the video game. So if you don't know, in the game, he cameos as the owner of a diner that Peter and Mary Jane frequent. Yep, 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 and yep, yep. And all he says to them is like, I, I always love seeing you two together. Yep. It's perfect. It's all I needed. And like uh, you play the rest of the game, and like if you look back at that moment, it's that little moment that kind of put the tease of like all these like because in the in the game they're broken up, they're not mm-hmm. together. Yeah. But towards the end, obviously they get you know they're back together, they're a couple and everything. I always look at that moment as like being the the seed, Stanley put planting the seed of getting them back together. Fucking stand the man. Can I just mention how much I hate those MJ scenes in that game? Oh, I fucking hate them too. <laughs> I, I, the, the, I I fuck. They're they're so unnecessary. Like why do I? It's like, oh, you can play as Mary Jane. It's the same mission like seven times. No, thank you. She can't do shit. You're sneaking around. I, I literally got to the point where I tried to speed through them. And I have, for the most part, been I do them pretty well. But like, nah. I, 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 okay, no, that's I, I will, I'm I'm heated. What's your favorite Stanley cameo? I remember what I said last I remember what I said last time. I'm just trying to find the actress from the Spider-Man game. Spider-Man. Uh, MJ, actress... Oh, I should put game. I just know she's voiced by someone who I like. Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey is mm. awesome. Like, she she, like, she needs a, she needs to be a voice actress in everything ever. Uh, controversially, she was the... Um, the second main character you play as in The Last of Us 2. Abby. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. The uh, the one size fits all. I miss him. I miss him too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the you know the it, the costume always fits. The costume always eventually. fits. Eventually. Eventually. <sighs> like I I I I just love that moment when like when he first sees the Spider Man costume and the eye level doesn't match, but when he go when he goes mm-hmm. back, it does. Yeah. That is yeah. like the personification of what Stanley was talking about. I just, I love the moment when he says that and the camera does a little pen to no refunds, no, no exchanges. Refunds. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Right. So, in terms, so that's our, our honorable mention. In terms of our actual list. Indeed. I, I think we should kick off with a gem because I feel like this is a gem that a lot of people can, can relate to because it was, it was just fucking... Mm-hmm. This is fucking bonkers. Okay. And this is the church fight scene oh. from Kingsman Secret Service. We 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 gave this like we, it took us a while to get to this one before. And now we're yeah, we're, now kick, got, we're kicking it off. Streamline, bitch. <laughs> Straight in. No 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 messing. Nah, this tur- the church fight scene is so fucking good. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Because I, it's it's Colin like like I said like you know not like I said before because you don't know but I remember I remember what I mentioned about this it's the fact that you see Colin Firth let go up until this mm-hmm. point 
he's been subduing what he can actually do. He hears, yeah. like, he gets, like, isn't it like a, it's like radio waves that, like, sort of unlock mm-hmm. or some shit? And yeah, right, like from, goes, like, a SIM card or something. Yeah. It just, he just goes ham. It's a signal. Like, mm-hmm. there's some signal through, yeah. like, the SIM cards. And he, like, and you're just like, you are speechless. You, you yeah. Like, there's no way about it. You are speechless. It's it's cool because it harkens to like a lot of moments in comic books and comic book movies and stuff like that where all it takes is one thing for the hero to just let go and you realize how much the hero's actually been holding back. Oh, can you tell us about that Spider-Man Doc Ock? Yeah, yeah. So there's, if you're not familiar with Superior Spider-Man, it's basically Doc Ock switches minds, switches bodies with Peter Parker. And Peter Parker's mind is trapped in, like, Doc Ock's dying body. Doc Ock's mind is now inhabiting the, you know, Peter Parker or Spider-Man. And he's getting... I can't remember who gets into a fight with. But he throws a punch. But he throws, like, a maximum force punch. And he rips someone's jaw clean off of this dude's face. And he realizes in that moment that at any point in time, in any of the battles that they've had, if Spider-Man really wanted to, he could have killed Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. he realizes how much Spider-Man has been holding back and there's like a sense of both fear and respect that goes that goes into him. Like, it's that moment where he's like, this this guy is not a monster. If he really was, he could have killed me a long time ago and it would have been fucking easy for him. Yep. 100%. So, so you see, so to see Colin Firth do this and the man goes ham, He's he kills basically everyone that hasn't been killed yet. <laughs> Also, one, it's all like one shot as well. When we're, whenever we're in Colin Firth's perspective, it's all in one shot. And then you've got fucking Freebird as the soundtrack. Oh, man, it is we such a great fucking gotta, scene. We've got to talk and, about Freebird. We've we got to talk about music as a whole. I remember this being a big thing when we talked about it last time, that mm-hmm. a lot of these scenes are grounded with great music. Like yep. it's such a key Absolutely. part. Like the sound, like the sound design's there, the action's there, the cinematography's there. You got Colin Firth's fantastic performance. Like someone who's mm-hmm. like unwilling. Like because what's the next thing that happens is that Colin Firth dies. Bunny is because mm-hmm. <laughs> Kingsman Two is a thing. And <laughs> what what I, what I love about it too is the moment when that signal goes off. You see, you see the change facially where it's like he has no there's no expression in his eyes there's like no remorse in his face when he's killing all these people and then it ends and it comes to him he's like what the it like coming back into it is like almost a trance which is crazy and it's so good yeah so fucking good yeah one of the great uh i think a great moment to start off with i'm gonna go with one of my, I like, I think looking at my choices, like Sebastian has mm-hmm. his choices, I have my choices. We agreed on like which ones. We had to change a few, um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight in with. I think with if we're gonna talk full power, as in like n- not seen before, full power. We gotta mm-hmm. go. Four goes full power on the Rainbow Bridge in Four Ragnarok. That fucking moment was so sick. Like I don't know so how sick. I don't know how anyone else felt about four up in, in the MCU up until this point, but hideously undervalued, hideously underutilized. The most he ever came mm. to being badass 
is the doth mother know you wear of her drapes in the first yeah. Avengers scene where they're all like they're all fighting each other, like. Mm-hmm. But in this in this moment, he real like, like I think he's literally just been told by Anthony Hopkins that like, you're not for, you're not for the God of Hammers, you are for mm-hmm. the God of fucking Thunder. Yeah. Like you know, even even Tony Stark has been like, kind of like teasing him, like trying to make him go full power by calling him Point Break. Mm-hmm. And then you've got. Like this sort of Kurosawa esque wide, complete with Schneider esque like slow motion. So like the picture of him, like before he brings Thunder down on the bridge against Hella's army, I was like, like I remember being in school and being so distracted because like, and everyone's like, Ed, what are you looking at? I'm like, and I was looking at like Renaissance paintings, and I just thought that I feel like I've seen this somewhere before. And it was just so like I can close my eyes and I can just picture it, and it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's literally if he doesn't, as the people of Asgard are dead. Yeah, you got Carl out, yeah. Carl Urban with you know with his AK forty sevens, which is pretty cool. Des uh, and Troy, uh, <laughs> but it's like God oh, damn, like, and I just I think uh, I I'm gonna mention this here. I don't know why I mentioned it before, but me and Sebastian. We didn't like. We didn't look at like top fifty moments. Usually, sometimes when we're like building our lists, I kind of get like an mm-hmm. idea of like where other people are. But I saw when I was choosing my like my moments, I was like, I know superheroes well enough. Like I know when a moment is impactful. And I know when a moment mm-hmm. should be remembered in the history of superhero movies. Uh, afterwards. After we did our yeah. list, after we did our podcast, I went online and I found a bunch. And everyone had fours, like no one had four on Rainbow Bridge, but everyone had four in Infinity War, his entrance. Mm-hmm. I was like, that moment can't happen without this moment. Yep. Because he's he All has the a tune of he has, immigrant song. He has a oh yes, that was yep. Again, music. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's like you've got four full power in Infinity War, but he has a weapon. But the only reason he gets there is because he has to channel through the thunder. Mm-hmm. Can't do that unless he unlocks unless he unlocks it in Ragnarok. Yeah. So thank you, Taika. Thank you for giving us actual four, but then fuck you. Dropping for the ball so fucking hard. Going, oh, I can just like I could just lift up the same ball again. So why is it so much heavier? Oh god, it's fallen off a cliff and it's died. It's a million pieces. Oh. It's unfixable. Well, shit (laughs) (laughs) right that's two down eight to go where we going um i think for this one we we go we go back to the beginning we go back to we go back to where digimon digimon is not the digimon movie isn't a superior movie that wasn't very very obscure reference My dumbass needs my dumbass needs to stop doing this. I was gonna try and find a way to reference fucking uh crap, I forgot I forgot the animated movie. <laughs> but like, like I'm glad I am glad I got in I'm glad I got one in a one obscure reference in today. <laughs> got Treasure Planet, we got Tie in AE <laughs> Page Master and now movie. Digimon movie. <laughs> Yeah, back so, to the beginning. Yeah, so I'm 
Superman the movie, Richard Donner, Superman, Christopher Reeve. And the moment that I'm thinking of is essentially Superman's introduction to the world. Yes. It's Lois Lane, um, Margot Margo Kidder, is her Margo, name? Margot Kidder, yes, indeed. Margot Kidder. She is hanging off of a helicopter, which is hanging off the ledge of a building. <laughs> and it's the first, and it is the first time we see the iconic running, Clark Kent running, tearing suit, revealing super suit underneath. <clears throat> he, he goes into this like turning door, spins full, full Superman gear. And this, yep. this dude sees him. It's like, man, that suit is fly, bro. <laughs> and Superman's just like, oh, excuse me. And he flies off. <laughs> he catches Margot Kidder. He catches the helicopter. And he looks at her. He's like, don't worry, miss. I've got you. She looks him up. She looks him down. She's like, you got me. Who's got you? And it sets the tone for, for their, their entire relationship moving forward. Yep. And it's just like, it's it's a moment where you think about where we are in terms of superhero movies. This moment doesn't happen. This moment doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We don't get any of the shit that we have. No, absolutely not. It was, Especially it is, not in terms of the, like hero and the like the love interest relationship mm-hmm. yeah exactly and it's like it's it's it, i'm not understate understating the importance of it because it, again with if superman doesn't work you don't get batman you don't get spider-man you don't get any of this shit because yeah. i it would prove like oh it doesn't work so you know it's it's an iconic moment and it's one of those mo- moments when you're like especially i can imagine watching it in 1978 especially with like the limitations they have in terms of like mm-hmm. effects and stuff to pull it off must have been huge must have been fucking mind-blowing it's huge. like it's like we Absolutely as kids insane. seeing spider-man swing through new york yep. for the first time toby mcguire's yep. but when you actually realize that like especially in spider-man 2 it's just like a still frame just being mm. gently flown across like Spider-Man yeah. doesn't actually move <laughs> it's like like i remember seeing that and I'll be like don't ruin this for me like not only that is not only is it an introduction to the super suit not only is it an introduction to like superman and lois lane like 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 you said if that doesn't work then there's no way any Superman Lois Lane is ever going to work on screen. Mm-hmm. Like, especially not Amy Adams and Henry Cable. But I feel like, like you said, like the in terms of the effects, this is the first time we see Superman flying as well. Like, you, yeah. you sat there, 78, and it's like, whoa, what? For, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is the bird, this is the plane, you know, that kind of shit. And it's like yeah. that, it, it's... I you can imagine how hard like Zack Schneider had to like sort of do do his taking flight sequence. Mm-hmm. But again, again, you know, what do you remember about uh, Henry Cable taking flight? Hans Zimmer's score. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to find like like we will find I will find a way to make most of these moments about music. Maybe there's one or two of them that like don't like don't need music, but like you know. Mm-hmm. This like this moment, your particular moment didn't need music. But when I think yeah. about any other moment of Superman flying, as, you know, I've, I think like there's a score there. It still need that. 
yeah, there's a mm. like there's a score there, but like I don't remember it. I just I remember the dialogue. I remember the I remember the characterization. I remember the impact mm-hmm. of like you have to sort of Im- immerse yourself in like imagine what it was being like seeing this at the time. You've not yeah. seen anything like it. Yeah, like there's no way. When you said go to the beginning, I thought you were going to do a different moment. Because you could have used that for a different moment you want. We'll get to it, though. Right, I'm going to go to a moment that's in here because you kind of need to understand the sort of the almost the story behind the moment. Mm-hmm. So like, we're, we're hoping fans of the series are also fans of TV and movie, and we hope that sometimes we can sort of give you a little bit of knowledge that you may not know, yeah. which is why you like you may first hear me. You might first you might hear me sort of say this moment and be like, huh? But when we describe it, you'll be like, actually, yeah, that is a pretty good fucking moment. I'm a fucking superhero, James Gunn Suicide Squad. Yep. It's said by the man, the myth, the legend himself, David Dismalshan. Now, if you know, like a bit of uh, like the the beginning of the background of the story is that James Gunn was has been abandoned by Marvel for some silly tweets he said when he was like in university in his twenties. But DC's like, look, you you know the the younger brother, the younger brother DC is going to be like, look, if you're going to not play with your toy anymore, I'll play with it. So they get James Gunn. And they hand him the keys to the kingdom and they give him Suicide Squad. And James's reaction, his first question is, what is your most useless supervillain? All the execs, everyone around the table has got, that's got to be Polka Dot Man. Like he appears once or twice, absolutely useless. And James Gunn goes, right, he's going to be in the movie. Not only is he going to be, not only is he in the movie, he's one of the best characters in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And yep. like played by David Dasmalshan, who needed like a renaissance. Like I love, I love me some David Dasmalshan. He is the king of oh that guy. You know, like everyone recognizes him. You may like he, most people probably recognize him from The Dark Knight. He has a he has a great mm-hmm. moment in The Dark Knight. Mo- people might yeah. start to recognize him now from Dune. Loves you know I love I loved his I loved his performance in Dune. Um, there was a few things you mentioned that you you liked him from last time we recorded. Do you remember? I know he's in Prisoners. Great performance in that as well. With Paul mm. Dana, also an underrated actor. Oh, um, he was phenomenal in Ant Man. Yes, he's in. Yeah, he's in all the Ant Man movies. Now you think mm. he well, was in no, the... Quantum Mania? Yes, he is. He wasn't in Quantum Mania. Yes, he is. I have is holes. He? I have holes. David Dasmalshan. <laughs> he uh, spent the whole movie. Okay, well, I guess he spent I was, the whole was, movie wanting holes. <laughs> yeah, like, or, like he wasn't the only one that got neglected as like that kind of side group yeah. characters. Michael Pena got shit on. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of why Quantumania sucked for me, but it, like he he had this renate like he had the, like this movie was his renaissance. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. gone through many like interviews where he was talking about like he was in a downward spiral. He was struggling with depression. Like he didn't know if like the movie industry even wanted him or if audiences even wanted him. And like he remembers saying this line and having to like 
like he broke down and James Gunn had like had to like sort of stop filming just so that David could like sort of you know let, let let David feel the impact of the moment not just like not just as a character but as an actor and that like yeah. that's why this moment matters because it didn't just like it stood out a moment in the movie but it also stands out for a moment <clears throat> for you know the people that made the movie as well and if you understand you know, now that you understand the story, you can understand why it's here. And I just think this moment definitely needs a lot more love in terms of people who watch superhero movies. I, I I tear up when I see this moment in like when I'm when I'm watching Suicide Squad now and like like on the TV. You know, 4K of course. Come on, let's be serious. James Gunn didn't film <laughs> that shit on a fucking Bolex. <laughs> There's only one way to watch movies these days. <clears throat> then yeah. But like, yeah, that mo- like that moment, just like that sort of, lo- like we're, I think you're in Idris Elba's perspective as he like literally mm-hmm. watches Polka Dot Man get crushed. It like is the fa- like the very next moment, and it's like he's just there. He's like, I'm a fucking superhero. Goddamn right you are, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Where to next, Sebastian? Take me to the nicest places. So- so I want to do the, the next couple of moments that I'm going to talk about are character introductions, but I feel like this one, in terms of the two that I, I kind of want to talk about, I feel like this one in particular not necessarily stands out, but I feel like it has more of an impact because it, it, it's, it's, it's been, it's a bit, it's a build. It's been building for, it's been building to something. And I okay. feel like, Hugh Jackman's introduction as Wolverine in the first X-Men movie. It's, it's such, it's such a pivot. It's such a pivotal moment when you think about like where he is in terms of like an actor and a character. So you, we've had Cavill, Routh, Reeves. Um, We're going to have that new guy as, as Superman. Mm -hmm. You've had, Bale, Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Affleck, Pattinson as Batman, Holland, Maguire, Garfield as Spider-Man. You've had Jackman as Wolverine. You've had one actor play the same role for so long. Mm -hmm. And each time, somehow, even when the script is shit, (laughs) he still manages. He stands up. He still manages to be so fucking incredible. And without this intro, I don't think you'd have Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And it's it's literally just a moment. I, I wanted I wanted to talk about the whole thing, but the moment that stands out for me is when he's being threatened, and Rogue warns him that you know this guy's coming at him with a knife. He pulls him up again. He holds him up against the bar, and you just his claws come out for the first time. Yeah. But it's the moment when the his middle his middle knuckle claw comes out. And it comes out slow and stops just before the dude's neck. Where you're like, this guy is a beast because he he controls it. He stopped it. If he wanted to, that dude's head wouldn't be attached anymore. <laughs> and then he gets a gun pointed at the back of his head. He has his other set of claws come across and slice that motherfucker in half. Yep. And it's like, that's fucking Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And you you can't even knowing that Hugh Jackman was a replacement actor, 
I don't I, I don't even know who the OG was. Because I don't want to know. Now, because Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Hugh Jackman is and will forever be Wolverine. Hugh Jackman And I Wolverine. cannot wait to see him How in Deadpool 3. <laughs> gotta, gotta love love me some scrubs like love me some scrubs fucking Hugh Jackman is is so good like the fact that like mm-hmm. every time he plays this character you feel like he's learned a little bit more he has to put himself yeah. into like different situations like yeah you got the original um the original trilogy then it's like we got what we got in the original trilogy and I'm just so thankful that even though Fox probably shouldn't have, they kept going with their universe. Mm-hmm. And what we got was like the Renaissance again, you know, to reuse yeah. that, to reuse that word. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when someone says, what is the greatest film coming of all time? F- four out of five people are going to be like, fuck off. Hugh Jackman in first in first class, and it's and it's like oh it was so cool to see him again. What did we get after that, Sebastian? What is the next movie we get after that? I'm not going to talk about who directed it because we're not allowed. But the best thing about that movie is Hugh Jackman's performance in Days of Future Past. Yeah. And then where do we go from there? We get James Mangold's uh, Wolverine. Logan. Where in the race where he sets up like, you know, oh I, I see your death. You know, you're covered in blood and you're holding your heart in your hand. And then people realized it was actually personified in Logan yep. when he's holding X mm-hmm. uh is it X twelve, X thirteen, X thirteen. Yeah. And he, and you just says, Oh She's his heart. <laughs> like and but like the one of the best things like this motherfucker played Wolver- two different Wolverines in that movie. Mm-hmm. He literally, he's like, oh, I have to remember, like, sort of how hot-headed and angry I was. Kind of like if we had, like, the Hulk now versus the Incredible Hulk, that, like, Universal's mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. That Incredible yeah. Hulk destroys whatever Hulk we have now, man. Like, even, yeah. even for Ragnarok Hulk, the incredible, like, that incredible Hulk, like, you know, you haven't seen it in a hot minute. Go back and watch it. Ain't that bad. Ain't that bad. I just, no, like, Hugh, Hugh fucking Jackman is Wolverine. And what does this motherfucker do every time he gets that big fat fucking check? So we, get some, we get some tap dancing movie. Some musical. <laughs> this mother, this yeah. mother fucker is using us he's using our love and our addiction to this character is like i can play this until the cows come home you know actually wasn't really old enough actually wasn't really old enough to play logan but you know someday you know someday i will be like (laughs) can i just talk about the impacts of your wolverine entrance isn't he in a bar yep yep that entrance is so clean. That is all we got from Insomniac Games for that Wolverine mm-hmm. for that Wolverine game we're going to get in a couple of years. The, all yep. these motherfuckers did was have this <clears throat> fucking plaid bloody jacket, one hand on whiskey, that just and then the claws come out and then like 
that is all we've had. And and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that game. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play the shit out of it. Like <laughs> I'm gonna get like if there's a if there's like the PS PS5 Pro that comes out with that, like I'll get that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know your dumbass has been looking for the uh, the Spider-Man Two uh, PlayStation yeah. Five, haven't you? <laughs> if you had any luck. Apparently that shit's apparently that shit's gone already. <laughs> the scalp the gone. scalpers were like, you thought we were done. <laughs> Like, nah, fuck, fuck that. Fuck you. If I could just get like my, if I could just get my hands on the controller for you, I know that'll make your Christmas. <laughs> I'll go oh, to my local shit. game right, and I'll bro. see. If, I'll see if there's any. Uh, see if there's any left. Right. I am going to. We, we talked about setup. We talked about build. We talked about the the reward for such build and such setup. We've got to talk about the big one. The one people, the one people know and love today. Avengers Assemble. Yep. Like yep. we How went, you... we went from Coulson struggling to say they needed something to avenge, to mm-hmm. Captain America strug like being cut off by the bloody yep. end credits before he says Avengers Assemble at the end of Age of Ultron, and then it took this motherfucker wielding Mjolnir. I said that right. If anyone wants to come at me, by the way, I fucking mm-hmm. did my homework. Meow, meow, as Cat Dennings likes to call it. <laughs> meow, meow. It, it took this motherfucker wielding Mjolnir. It took him all, like, all of the guys, the, the homies, for him mm-hmm. to finally say the hallowed line that is Avengers Assemble. And tell me you didn't it- lose your shit in the cinema, bro. I was next to you. I, I know still, you did. <laughs> I still get goosebumps, man. Oh, like the, that entire sequence. That entire sequence. I, I legitimately, I legitimately, I watch it. If I'm watching the movie, it doesn't hit the same. So I'll watch the movie. I'll get to the scene. I'll watch it and everything. I'll go through it. But then I, I'll, after, I will, I'll look up theater reactions online. Yep. Because it is, it, it's one of those moments where you have to... You have to, have to, have to be in a theater to watch it. Mm-hmm. You have to be losing your mind with the hundreds of other people that are there with you equally losing your mind because they know that this moment has been building and this moment has been in the works for so long. And when he finally fucking says it, it is almost euph- a euphoric release of just like, fuck yes. <laughs> That is like yeah, this, mo- this moment is literally just fuck yes. I think this is this is one of the only moments we had to sort of d- discuss, right? Like I, I I teased it just before, but like the the moment I had before we changed it is mm-hmm. Captain picking up the hammer, and then you've got force yeah. reactions. Knew it because we've got yep. that. Like you've also got that build up from Ultron, like halfway through. Like you know the theory is that Cap could have picked up the hammer. But to not like, just, overstep or step on Thor's toes, he gives up. I definitely think like we picked the right moment because as cool as that moment is, yeah, it's not as imp- going that, into this re-record. I, I was like, do like do we do we change it? And I was like, nah, it's you know. I think this, that's this. the. I think that's the difference where Cap picking up Mjolnir is a cool moment, but Cap saying Avengers assemble. For the first time, is the moment. Mm-hmm. Because like the very next thing is, like, War. just everyone. 
ev- just war, dude. Just war, and it's oh, <laughs> is that it is it is if you were when you were a little kid, and you had all of your action fig, all your superhero action figures, at the battle line versus all like your little enemy action figures, <laughs> and you just launch them at each other. That's that moment. That is the moment of a child's imagination come to life on the big screen. And I don't give a fuck if you're if you're 10 years old or you're 30 years old. You're watching that, you're fucking enthralled. Because you know damn well you've wanted that your entire fucking life. It's if you've as, read comics, you want that. It's as good as um, Sir Bernard Hill being um, the king... Uh, um, what's his character's name? The um, the king of... Ro- like. The king, like the leader of Rohan, doing the mm-hmm. uh, the Rohirrim charge against the yeah. um, the forces of, uh, the forces of Mordor. Uh, yeah. The just real quick, the uh, the front line that he like sort of mm-hmm. like sort of charges with. Uh, Peter yeah. Jackson only allowed those who could recite the speech by heart to be there, so you know. That when Bernard Hill's giving that speech of like here, now, just before they go, just before they go down, you know how many, you know how much it means to the nerds that are dressed like into like up to the nines, and you just know it's like they don't care how long it took, because if they could recite that whole speech, what the fuck, my my Pokemon thing's turning on. You know how much it means to them, as like 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 yourself, like you know how much this moment means to comic book readers, comic book lo- yeah. m- the movie lovers. You know, you could just even if you were t- even if you were like twelve at the time. I hope you had the best father, and he let you like w- b- binge watch all the Marvel movies. Like, oh, I'm gonna take you to see yeah. Infinity War. It's like okay, before we go see Endgame. You're not going to school because we've got homework to do. <laughs> I love me some assemb- I love me some assembling, bro. How about you assemble us uh, another moment? I'm a I'm a genius. So, so I I mentioned before like the a couple a couple of moments that I have are intros, and as big as Wolverine's was, mm, it's not this next one. I feel like it's not the big one. It's not the big one. Like this is the big one, and it is Michael Keaton's introduction as Batman, Batman eighty nine. If you if you're a fan if you were a fan of Batman at that point, you knew Batman was kind of more, you know, pow zip wow fucking you know Adam West nineteen sixties Batman. So that's kind of the association. So I imagine going into Batman eighty nine, especially after hearing. Michael Keaton's been cast as Batman. There's a very, very healthy level of skepticism. Yeah. But when that first trailer was released, all that shit went out the window. Like, to the point where people were calling movie theaters to find out what movies the trailer was going to be playing in front of, buying tickets for these movies, watching the trailer, and then fucking leaving. Yeah. So when the movie starts and you see a couple with a kid walking down an alley and they're being mugged, I feel like your initial thought is, oh, you know, origin. Woo! This is, you know, it's Bruce Wayne, kids. Nope, it's not him. Parents, parents are still alive. You know, dad gets the shit kicked out of him, but he's still alive. He's alive <laughs> to, you know, he's alive to fight the, fight another day. Two crooks end up on a, 
on a roof and they're talking about a bat. And they're like, they're like, one dude's just, you know, oh, bat doesn't exist. You're fucking stupid. And it's like, you know, it doesn't exist. You, it's just child's stories to scare people. And in the distance, you just see a giant bat float down onto the roof of this building. Oh. And they see, the, they, they see him. They see him and they're freaking out. One dude gets put through a wall. The other dude's about being dangled over a building. He's like, don't kill me. Don't kill me, man. He's like, and just, just, there's a, there's like, um, a monotone, really cool, you know, Michael Keaton's like, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to tell your friends about me. <laughs> and this dude's still freaking out. He's like, what are you? I'm Batman. Drops him on the floor, jumps off the building, nowhere to be seen. This is Batman. This is what Batman was always meant to be. If we're, if we're talking, and it's of, if we're talking mm -hmm. about where characters like where characters come from, the impact this scene had, the impact this movie had yeah. on mm -hmm. like future Batman adaptations. Yeah, come on. What like the Batman we had before this? All we had was West. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> and you know this man is good. You know Michael Keaton was the right choice when ever since then, every Batman has been compared to him. Yeah. You don't get you don't compare him to West. You, you compare him to Keaton. Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, Affleck, Pattinson, all of them in some way, shape, or form have been compared to, to Keaton. Keaton in The Flash was compared to Keaton. He <laughs> didn't hold up. We literally went from the Batmobile being hidden behind bushes mm -hmm. to, like, <laughs> to like a proper Batcave. To a I proper mean, Batcave. Batman 89 was to a, shit, a man. proper gothic, steampunk, industrial looking Gotham. The like, yep. like, as much as I love Nolan's um, uh, Batman adaptation and every Batman since, it just feels like. Oh, it looks like New York. It looks like Philadelphia. The what I respect about like Bat like Batman's in the eighties and the nineties is like Gotham had to feel unique, had to feel like its own, had to feel like its own place. And I f like yeah. I think like nailed in nailed in Batman eighty nine. Come on, come yeah, on now for sure, for sure, for sure. Right, bro. So. Hit me with that next one. Hit me with that next one. My like my my penultimate, my penultimate choice. Yes, sir. You're gonna uh, people are gonna think me weird, man. People people are gonna hear me say this and be like, huh? Because I've chosen <laughs> some I've chosen some opening credits. Mm -hmm. Ed, huh? Opening credits as a uh, as a top ten superhero. Yeah, because the Watchmen opening credits are the best opening credits of all time. Now, this is, like, not the last time we're going to be talking about music because my last moment has some great music. But this mm -hmm. is recreating history to the sound of the times they are changing by Mr. Bob fucking Dylan. I mean, come on. Yeah. It is, like... It's palpable. It's so good. It's like, oh, what are we going to do, like... How are we going to have, like, the comedian 
ki uh, kissing the nurse instead of the sailor that's like this the like this literally forever immortalized next to mid next to USS Midway in San Diego like mm -hmm. how, what are we like what what's going to be the sound? oh yeah fucking i know the times are changing and we like we we get the rise the like the corruption the downfall like the like the crimin the criminality of like the watchman through the years it's like i can't mm -hmm. give you a watchman movie without giving like without giving you this because if you've read the comic book like the graphic novel like the whole like you know you see how thick that some bitch is that's because most of it is yep. dedicated <clears throat> to these guys and Zack Snyder realized and I don't think DC have like this the story the amount of story told in these opening credits surpasses what DC gives us as a whole movie now like blue 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 beetle I'm sorry destined to mm -hmm. fail Aquaman 2. Why is that some bitch coming out on Christmas Day? Like, no I know America's a little bit different in terms of, like, how they celebrate Christmas, but I know for a fact, no one in the UK... Like, I don't, I don't think cinemas are fucking open in the UK on Christmas Day. Like, and if they are, no one's going to them. No mm -hmm. one's going to want to be there working for them. You're going to have the worst tasting popcorn, the worst tasting nachos of all time. Them shits are going to be so stale that it's going to be oversalted to compensate for the staleness. Yeah. You, 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 that's what you deserve. You should be at home. You should be watching fucking Die Hard or Home Alone, depending on your age. Or, you know, if you want to be super cool, be 12 and watch Die Hard. <laughs> but like, just... Ah, just... Mm. What is your favourite snapshot in this opening credits? Hmm. Doctor Manhattan coming coming through the hills of Vietnam. There's there's something about that that was just like, it harkens back to like, um, apocalypse now. Yeah, and like hundred percent. I love the smell the, the of napalm in the morning. The amount of homages to like other movies. Yeah. Like it's not just historical moments. It's like moments mm -hmm. like that have been embedded in like cinematic history that are also like yeah. like Doctor Manhattan coming over the hills is as good as the helicopters coming over the coming over the tree horizon mm -hmm. to um, yeah. fly the Valkyries and it, it, he's just popping folks while fucking the comedians there with his stogie and his flamethrower just absolutely roasting the Vietnamese shouldn't really be laughing but like you know the comedian is. Laugh and you laugh and it, it, it is, it's, it's dark humor. It's, it's dark. dark it's dark humor. The, the whole series is dark humor. Come on. Yeah. I just. Oh. Oh. I love these opening credits. Definitely. definitely. Jesus Christ, you you good? It's definitely up there as one of the greatest cinema. Like not yeah. just superhero moments, cinematic moment, cinematic moments. Because mm -hmm. honest, honestly, I don't think any opening credits are as good as these. Marvel tries. Yeah. Marvel fails. Especially mm -hmm. with Secret Invasion. Fuck. Yeah. No. No good. <laughs> your opening credit's no good here. <laughs> right, dude. We've got two pretty fan-dabby-dozy moments to, uh, mm -hmm. to, top, to, top off this, uh, to top off this episode with. Yep. Yours, I like for a meme. 
I don't, I don't like, I don't want to ruin what you're about to say. But I, the first thing I'm going to say is like, I love the meme. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> the moment you're about to speak about, it's forever embodied as a meme because of the face the guy makes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why this moment lives with me as much as it does. But I think for you, the impact was like... Like what it actually is. Yeah, you must have been there as like a child in the cinema, like ripping out the fucking arm, the armchairs. It's going, fucking... I was about to say the character's name, but yeah. I'm going to let you do it. Take it away. Take, so, take me there. So my last moment is from what is probably the greatest spider-man movie of all time mm-hmm. agreed Sp- spider-man 2 mm-hmm. and it is the train fight between spider-man and Doc Ock. <laughs> and like thinking of in comparison to like all the other big you know hero villain fights in the spider-man movies this one this one is the only one that genuinely feels like a fight mm-hmm where it's like these two people are evenly matched and they are just ripping into each other. Like, you know, him with the Green Goblin, it, it always felt a little lopsided. And I think it's because, you know... Green Goblin, was, he was always trying to be sneaky. He, it was trying My to be sneaky, but also like P- Spider-Man was, like, <laughs> fairly inexperienced, so, like, yeah. dealing with that stuff. And then all the stuff in Spider-Man 3, and then... Even even in fucking the Garfield movies, they didn't really feel like fight scenes. They felt like more he was just trying to like that dodge big a orange, lot of that shit. big orange cat was Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> and and like and like you get into like the Holland stuff. Again, they don't. It, it doesn't really feel like a one on one fight. But in the train scene, you have Doc Ock and you have Spider Man, and you have these two just throwing bombs and just. Hailmaker after Hailmaker. And then obviously you have the bit where the train's, you know, on the verge of collapsing and Spider-Man holding it and like looking like he's on the verge of shitting his pants as he's doing it. But it's such a mo it's a moment that A shows how truly great Toby Maguire was as Spider-Man. B how truly great Spider-Man is as a character. C how truly phenomenal alfred molina was as doc ock and d just what spider-man as a whole means to the city of new york i was gonna say even this even the side characters help Mm -hmm. give that moment like sort of a the impact it is really felt which is like after this like after the face is pulled as he sort of Mm -hmm. you know does the whole frodo trying not to jizz himself putting on the ring (laughs) Like, and then like, don't worry, Mister. Obviously, not we won't away, tell anyone. But <laughs> there's the moment when that one dude is like, he's just a kid, no older than my son. But you look at Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire does not have the face of a kid. He did when he was a kid. Yeah, he's like he's in university in that fucking movie. <laughs> but he looks like he's almost thirty. He's just a kid. Get the fuck out of here! Like there's Spider-Man suspension you, of disbelief. <laughs> that shit ages. Like you. there's this, like there's suspension of disbelief, and then there's whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. But like, but not like I, I I genuinely I genuinely think it's my favorite moment, probably of all of of all time because it's just so chaotic but focused and intense but 
also there's there's that softness of the crowd protecting him mm-hmm. when they really fucking shouldn't be. Yeah. But it's like it's it's a Spider-Man moment that uh, you know we've sp- we've spoken about all these moments before having impact on movies that came after them in terms of characters mm-hmm. like yeah. the genre like the superhero genre as a whole the, the you know the Marvel movies as a whole the DC movies as a whole this moment was so good that every Spider-Man since has had their form of a recreation of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Except I don't. I can't. I don't know what Garfield had. But I, everyone knows the Spider-Man Homecoming one, mm-hmm. where Tom Holland pulls, uh, he pulls the ferry back together, mm-hmm. you know, and then he gets yep. shot on, you know, he's just like, oh, you're not even here, but- and then he's like, surprise, <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> some fries, motherfucker, <laughs> hard eyes, motherfucker. He's like- <laughs> I'm trying to think what Andrew Garfield had. It can't be this saving the kid from Rhino. I I mean, if we're go, I I would say like his moment is like that. The fight that he has with Lizard, and it's not even the fight itself. It's the Stan Lee cameo where yeah. he's listening to music, and in the background <laughs> is Spider Man and the Lizard going at it. I love but how like, that's, that's recreated. Really into, a, is, is it recreated in, into the Spider Verse? I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So cool. Um right. Right, bro. Wrap us out. We got a we 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 gone from Spider-Man to Spider-Man, but <laughs> it is not the it is not the same. No. I remember not. exactly what I said last time we did this. I, I climbed tall buildings just to jump off them. The fuck is up, danger? We got the leap of faith yep. from into the Spider-Verse. Holy crap. Oh, oh! Like if you were, if you knew me and Sebastian, if you were anywhere near our apartment in 2019, you know how much this moment meant to us because it was it had like prime position on like the bar that lit like the little piece of what I imagine was drywall holding up the entire loft. Like, <laughs> was this leap of faith a moment so? impactful that it's been recreated in like recreated in the Mars Morales game but like someone's whole pro- someone's whole page on TikTok is just swinging around to music as Mars Morales and he starts every single live with a recreation of this moment mm-hmm. it, and then you've got like even like you know they loved like the creators the uh, the directors even the animators probably loved that whole like you know spider-man up like the world upside down spider-man right side up recreated in um across the spider-verse in its own like impactful way this time we're adding gwen mm-hmm. stacy to the mix i i imagine there'll be some form of recreation of it in beyond the spider-verse and it was still it was it's still gonna make me go yep <laughs> Like yeah. the the music, the music, the fact that we've not had Miles Morales on the cinema screen before, and the fact that it's an animated movie, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like the you, we talked earlier about how Avengers Assemble, like you watch audience reactions after afterwards. The audience reaction to this is like a gasp, like. So many people gasping that there's like get these people oxygen because there's no air left. 
Like, <laughs> the collective gasp that nearly like suffocates everyone. <laughs> yeah. I just... <laughs> I don't want to make that noise again because I, I, I did for the opening credits and I did it for your Spider-Man 2, but... Mm, like, <laughs> I, lo I, I love Into the Spider-Verse as someone who like really decided to connect with Spider-Man as a character because of Into the Spider-Verse. I watched the Tom Holland movies. I watched the Tobey Maguire movies. The Tom the Tobey Maguire, the Andrew Garfield movies, I look back on them fondly with a bit of nostalgia. I, like, mm -hmm. I kind of like them more now, but when I was a kid... You know, I, I think I like I was following my dad a lot and you know, he was like, Oh, Batman is all about the Joker, it's all about losing his parents, Spider Man is all about Green Goblin and I was like, Yeah, Dad, these these movies suck You know and, <laughs> But they didn't. Mm -hmm. Like they were in my childhood. Uh, and Tom yeah. Hol Tom Holland, like I love his Civil War entrance. He who can't under roots. But Hey everyone. <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> Big fan. Where are you from? <laughs> Brooklyn? Queens. <laughs> yeah, oh, them. wrong way, wrong way around. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Spies, Queens, 50, Caps, Brooklyn. 50 Hail Marys. Come on, 50 Hail Marys. <laughs> 50 Hail Marys and 50 <laughs> lashes. <laughs> Fucking. You know, I did. I did want to touch on you know what you said in terms of like you know it's it's into the Spider Verse that kind of brought you like that newfound interest and like mm -hmm. just love of spider-man what's what i find what i find really interesting about it is like growing up for me it wasn't the comic books like i i got into the comic books because of the animated spider-man series from mm. the 90s yeah so like that, that that's what did it for me so for for you to say like oh it was the animation that led you that led you to this i think is really cool because it's like that it's that it's it's another fucking parallel that we have. I was the I animation know how of much you love the animated Spider-Man, bro. We, yeah, we literally. Yeah. But but, but <laughs> and it's, and I'm just saying, like it's 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 interesting that because it, it's like as cool as a live action is, there's just something special about animation in with, with Spider-Man specifically. And, like this moment of you know this character, this guy who's like, you know, what what do I have to do to be to be Spider-Man? What do I got to do? Like teach me. He's like. There's no teaching, man. You just gotta jump. Yeah, it's just a leap of and faith. Oh, it's just a leap of faith. Assassin's Creed. Style. And and it, and it's and it's crazy because like you think about like the character as a whole, in terms even even Peter Parker, you think of like his the beginning of his journey. Nobody was teaching him what to do. No. Nobody taught him how to be a superhero. Nobody taught him what to do with his powers. The man realized what he can do, and he decided, you know what? I think I could do more. And I don't, I don't know if you know this, but apparently in the co in the comics, he had a massive, you know, fear of heights. The way he got over the fear of heights, he climbed to the top of the Empire State Building and jumped off. Damn. And, there you go. And he caught himself swinging. And that's, it's a leap of faith. Sometimes, and, and, and that stretches beyond being Spider-Man to do anything, man, to do anything. I think ultimately that's the message of the movie. You want to do anything? There's the only thing holding holding you back is you. If all it takes is just saying "fuck it," I'm gonna do this, and throwing yourself into it, hoping it, you come out on the on the other side is the winner. But yeah. you'll never know unless you jump. I think that's where we've got to end it, bro. I think that's we got. That's where we're gonna. That's where we're gonna call it this weekend. Yeah, man. God, I fucking love superhero movies, bro. 
God fucking loves superhero movies. Let us know if you love superhero movies as much as we do. I doubt it, but you can let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so remember to rate us, subscribe to us, share us, give us a listen, give us a thumbs up, give us a little review, give us a little peck the next time you see us. If you see us, if you recognize us, I don't know how you would un- recognize us. We haven't shown our faces. Have we? No, no, no. we haven't. I'm rambling. We're right. caught. We're cartooned to these people. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right, everyone, take it easy. Marini. Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the scripts. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods. All at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.